So welcome back to Business Insights with Mario and Matt. This is Matthew Caruana tuning in live from my apartment actually today. So it's a little bit different than how it normally is. But I'm very excited for today because what I have planned is I'm I'm all about, I'm really big on. And the thing is, we're out of lockdown now. How I mean, like, I, I don't know about you, but I'm extremely excited. And I, and I love the fact that, you know, we're out, we have freedom. We can go out, we can connect. We couldn't like we normally did for so long, you know, four months locked inside. We can't see our friends hang out. And now that relationships are back in the picture to a greater degree, because we can now connect physically. Meaningful connections are going to be seriously, seriously key moving forward. Because what did lockdown teach us and show us? Firstly, lockdown was rough. I don't care who you were. No one liked it. Like, truly liked it. No one... I'm sure you got some benefits out of it. I know I did. But I wouldn't say, as a whole, I liked it. God, no. But the thing about it, it was the meaningful relationships that I had in my life that kept me above water. They kept my energy high. They kept me, you know, making steps and making progress towards things that I really, really am passionate about. These relationships are so key and they mean everything to me. Now, this is really key because moving forward, if another situation, something similar happens, if we have these meaningful relationships, these established meaningful connections close to us, we'll be able to be supported to a greater degree. You know, if life's already an uphill battle, why make it even harder by carrying bricks on your backpack? It's time you start taking them out. And meaningful relationships, deep established meaningful connection will achieve that for you. And the thing about it, I believe there are three cornerstones, I call them, of meaningful connection. I'm all about this. And the first pillar, which I'm extremely, extremely passionate about, presence. This was a little bit different given lockdown. Now, Lockdown restricted us from being physically present with those in our life. We couldn't hang out with our friends, go out, you know, grab a coffee, grab a drink, go to the bowling alley, wherever you wanted to go, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Hug in the park like Teletubbies, right? <laughs> Thanks, Mario. <laughs> I um just want to <laughs> share that. That was that was different. We connected virtually. We were present via Zoom. We were present over the phone. We were texting. That was our way of communicating. Things were a little bit different. Though, when it comes to outside of lockdown, now we can hang out. Now we can meet up at the park, meet up for a drink, whatever. doesn't matter what you're going to do. So, now, presence. We can be physically present with someone. But whether you're physically present or not, Presence is going to be key. Though, if we are physically there with them, the first step of physical presence is very key. So, let's say they're sharing with us. You know, we want meaningful connection. Let's say we're supporting them. You know, they're opening up to us. Firstly, are you physically there with them? Are you on your phone? Are you playing with that basketball that you're holding? Are you fiddling around with something or you know physically there giving them your physical attention secondly 
being mentally present. How can we be mentally present? You know, when they're talking to us, are we actually listening to the words coming out of their mouth? Are we just thinking, oh, I've got that meeting at three. I didn't plan for it. Oh, <laughs> do I have enough? <laughs> do I have enough things for dinner tonight? Oh, do I need to go shopping? Oh man, like, what am I going to make for lunch tomorrow? Are you actually listening to the words that they're saying and putting your attention and effort in absorbing that their words? Be mentally present. And then the third step. You can't get to the third step without, <laughs> without the first two. And the thing is emotionally present. Are you emotionally there with them? Are you showing empathy? Understanding what they're sharing. You know, trying to put yourself in their shoes. You know, the thing is, that there alone, when it comes to meaningful connection, empathy, is what's going to bring us into the next cornerstone, the next pillar of meaningful connection. Because empathy allows for us to understand the other person. When we understand the other person, you know, they feel like you get them. And rapport being the second cornerstone of meaningful connection is built on a base that we feel understood, but there's a feeling of commonality. You know, we get each other. We understand each other. We're there for each other. Rapport is very key. And rapport is something that people tend to stop at. They usually don't take it any further than rapport. Rapport being the, I mean, it's an obvious example whether you get along with someone or not. Whether you have a connection or it's not that great. You know, if people like people that are like themselves, we want to be understood. Though that third pillar is one that people, they usually don't touch. They love to leave because it's uncomfortable. It shows what's really going on. It's tapping into what's really inside sometimes. Vulnerability. That's the third pillar. And the reason this is necessary for meaningful connection. How can you have any meaningful connection with anyone in your life if they don't know who you truly are? By you truly being there, as you are for the person that you <laughs> that you are by being real addressing what's really going on the good the great the bad the ugly everything in between they get to really appreciate you because now they know you for who you are and this is scary because it's like walking around naked in public we're showing people our, you know, true colors, what's really inside, so to speak, right? And so when it comes to vulnerability, how can we use that? What does it mean to be vulnerable? Okay, well, firstly, you know, life's not <laughs> constantly great. So when we're doing it rough, we can seek support. And <laughs> this can be hard very hard to ask support we feel like we need someone we feel like we're less than someone we can do it on our own surely life's already an uphill battle why go up that hill <laughs> with bricks in your backpack you don't need to let's start taking them out and what's going to allow them to come out is by having support making yourself vulnerable is going to allow that to come about you deserve that now, 
when it comes to these three things, your presence, you have rapport, and then vulnerability as well. This is going to allow for a space. It's going to bring not only meaningful connection, it's going to strengthen your relationship. And if people feel that you're genuinely there, what's that going to mean to you? And how's that going to make you feel? Though, I want to leave that aside for a sec and go into the in-betweens. What's really going on and why these three pillars are necessary. Firstly, presence and rapport. That's going to establish a certain vibe of your relationship. That vibe in your relationship that you you get. Because the thing is, we all have many relationships in our life. And with each individual person, we we have a very distinct vibe with that person. That's the thing. You know, some of it's really, you know, upbeat, high energy. Some of it's really chill. Some of it's really, you know, (laughs) random and (laughs) a lot of uncertainty and variety. There's that vibe that's going to be built between presence and rapport. Now, what does rapport and vulnerability bring? If we have a sense, a feeling of commonality, you know, that we understand people and we're showing vulnerability and it's being received as well on both ends, that's what's going to allow you to support. So, with vulnerability... With, sorry, without vulnerability, it's impossible to then support. Because the thing is, what are you supporting then? Just when they're doing well? Is that what it really means to really be there for someone? To truly have the best of intentions? That, you know, when they're doing well, you're cheering them on. How about when they're doing it rough? Will you be there for them? And you and the thing is, you can be. With vulnerability, it's so key that we do, we do have that part. And the last intersection with presence and vulnerability. That's what's going to allow the strength in the relationship to really grow. If you can be present with someone when times are rough, you know, when... Times aren't going the prettiest. Maybe you guys got in a, a disagreement, had a, had a fight. Maybe external circumstances affected your relationship and things aren't going as you planned or as you hoped or what you wanted. If you can be present through that and allow yourself to be real with them, how much stronger are you going to be with that person? Whether they're your friend, whether they're your <laughs> colleague, your partner, your neighbor, How much stronger would your relationship be? And how much more meaningful would it become if you had all three pillars fully there? But the thing about these three pillars, we cannot just expect someone else to do this. You know, oh, Sam, they need to be showing more vulnerability to me. Why isn't Mario ever present? I don't don't feel like Matt understands me. Are you trying to understand them? Are you being open with them? Are you really there for them? This is not just about them, but it's also about you. And the thing about a relationship, it takes two to tango. And like a seesaw, we need both ends to be putting in effort. Equal effort. That way the seesaw is smooth. 
if only one person's putting in effort, <laughs> they're going to quickly give up. <laughs> it has to be a balance. There has to be a balance. This is in every relationship. Now, what if you're a parent? No, you have your kid. How do you show vulnerability to them? That's <laughs> it's it's hard. There's that there's that distinction: father, son, mother, daughter. There's that there is that dynamic difference, but there are definitely ways we can. For example, being expressive. You know, with whatever emotion is present. Not only allowing yourself to experience the emotion by expressing it as well, we're showing what's really going on inside of us. We are showing our true colors. That's how we can be more vulnerable. But they're kids. We don't need to open up all our problems to them, especially ones that, you know, and <laughs> they are better off not knowing. But the thing is, what we're doing by being expressive, by really showing our true colors, is we're indirectly impacting them. Kids are sponges. They soak up everything. They are making sense of the world as they're growing and developing. If they see the two people closest to them, that they see every day, be a certain way, they're going to start to adopt that. They soak in your personality traits, what you do, and how you conduct yourself. And what could that mean for them later in life? By them being more expressive, by them experiencing their emotions, allowing themselves to go to that place, to bring in the presence, the vulnerability, and the rapport into their relationships. What would their connections be like? But if you're a kid, and let's, <laughs> how do you be vulnerable with your parents? Well, I mean, not every day is great. Not every day is going to be a 10 out of 10. It's, you know, it's great that we can share those days. The, the, the beautiful experiences we love to share with them. But, you know, when days are a 5 out of 10, hell, even a 2 or a 1. If we can, if we can share that approach mom and dad and, and share what was really going on how you're feeling they would not only be able to see what's really going on they're also going to feel closer to you on both sides for you to show what's really going on within you to someone else shows that you not only trust them but there's some love there that you love them because it takes courage each and every time you dip into any sense of vulnerability I want you to know you've taken a step of courage you know an act of bravery but as as my partner in crime always mentions to be brave means you have to be fearful first. And being vulnerable, being expressive, showing what's really going on inside, you know, there's a level of fear there. What are they going to think of me? What's going to happen if I tell them the truth? 
you hear it over, you hear it all the time the truth will set you free <laughs> especially in relationships that meaningful connection it will grow it will become more and more and more and with these three pillars i know for a fact meaningful connection will be established now cuz i look at, i look at this in, in my life this is really <laughs> quite a how do I say an interesting journey I look at my parents and I relationship and the thing is it, because it's the most significant biologically I'm the closest people to them I'm never going to be closer to anyone else in my life and I lived with them all my life growing up so you'd think there'd be this established such grounded meaningful connection I mean, <laughs> let's just say this. The first two pillars, presence and rapport. You know? If I'm honest, they weren't all there, those two pillars. I, if, if I, I wasn't really like, present with my parents. I used to love playing video games. They'd tell me to, to do something or they'd ask me a question. I'd just, I don't know, play my, <laughs> play my Xbox, play my PlayStation, play the computer. I was obsessed. I was never present with them. And I never feel they understood me. I never understood them. I don't know, it was very distant. And that third pillar of vulnerability, that can't be there if the first two aren't. So, this then, unfortunately, didn't strengthen for a long time. And it took something very extreme, my injury, when I attempted suicide, for things to start to shift. When I was in hospital, everything was broken down in the sense that there's no hiding. Now everyone knows how I'm truly feeling. I can lie to them all, all I like, but I'm in hospital because I attempted suicide. They know I wasn't happy. They know <laughs> I made a choice, an extreme choice on my own life because I felt a certain way and I now was in an environment as well where I was I was I was forced to experience my emotions as well I had no running from the truth I was with myself for six months in hospital care where am I going to run away where am I going to go to no if I'm upset I'm going to feel it that would actually be a blessing for me. Though what the hospital actually allowed for, I had this crazy turning point with this guy on the train, <laughs> literally a week before I left. So let me just share this quick story. I was with my mum and we went to Penrith from St. Leonard's. I went there because I wanted to get some, some, some piercings on my eyebrow. Now, I was happy, loved them on the way back on the train. This guy comes on. Now... <laughs> He's a complete bogan, has no filter, just says it as he as he wants. It's like, Jesus Christ, what did you do to yourself? God, look at you. Here I am, right, 16 years old, sitting in a train with my mom. I'm scrawny as. <laughs> I'm clearly <laughs> dented, so to speak. And um, I swear to you, I don't know what it was. It must have been how abrupt he was, how happy I was in that moment with my piercings, but it just came out. This is the first time I, I ever said the truth. 
When someone asks, what did you do? I it just came out. I said I attempted suicide. And I, I'm laughing because then he he laughs at me. That's the thing, right? He says, that was pretty, that was pretty stupid, wasn't it? There's an extra word in there. I'm sure you could guess what it was. And he just laughed and laughed. And the thing is, look, I'm, I'm laughing about it right now. But in that moment, let me tell you, I was not laughing. I didn't know how to react. But the next morning, I went and saw my social worker for the first time in, oh, without, like, you know, her chasing me up. I never, like, you know, never liked talking for so long. This is now four years of feeling a certain way and never really speaking. And all of a sudden, I'm sharing with the social worker, you know, Helen, this happened. This is how I felt this morning. It's, it's just, yeah, I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of this. And she said, Matt, you know, maybe there's something there in that. Hmm? You, you, you shared the truth for the first time in how long? Four months? And you felt lighter as a result. Matt, what if you were to open up to the people close to you in life? Could it potentially strengthen the relationship you already have with them? I didn't like talking. Like I said, I hid it away for so long. And that bugged me. What she said really bugged me. That question, it really <laughs> caught me off guard. I didn't like this. I didn't like talking. For four years, I haven't. I wasn't going to do it now. Why were things, you know, easier to talk about now? I only added more fuel to the fire by me attempting suicide. But she made a good point with that guy on the train. You know, I did feel lighter as a result. And so I gave it a crack. You know, my girlfriend was visiting me that afternoon. I shared with her the truth. And it's crazy. Because four months ago, before my injury, I was ripped. You know, here I am, six foot tall, ripped, muscular, all this stuff. And now I'm in hospital, scrawny, skinny, all these injuries, in a wheelchair, it's a paraplegic, got a spinal cord injury, brain injury, all this stuff. And she says, Matt, I've never loved you more and I've never felt closer to you in my life. It's the first time I really feel like you're being real with me. And let's just say I was speechless, but I was in tears. She had never loved me more, yet physically I'm the worst I've ever been. She's never felt closer to me, yet she could only see me when she visited me. I was in hospital. How did she feel close? It was because all those pillars were there. Little did I know, she genuinely cared for this entire time. For the couple of years we were together before the hospital, she deeply loved me. She cared for me. I just didn't believe it. I just didn't, I just didn't see it. But in that moment in hospital where I'd opened up for the first time, all those three pillars, presence, we were there with one another, you know, I, I, I could tell she really cared, rapport, I could tell she was putting herself in my shoes, she was understanding what I was saying, 
which meant she was emotionally present with me as well. I was showing vulnerability. She was as well. And she shared how it, how it made her feel as a result because I hid it away for so long. But how it made her feel as a result because I had opened up. In that moment, both of us were showing vulnerability, rapport and presence. They were all there. And from that moment on, it's amazing what that relationship grew to be. Because we became closer. And so I started talking to some of my friends. And don't get me wrong, some of my friends, they were overwhelmed with it. They didn't know how to take it. They didn't know how to support me. And so we just drifted. Though those people that were genuinely, genuinely there for me, who valued me as much as I valued them, they stuck... They, they stuck around. And those two people that I thought were never going to know, my parents, <laughs> yeah, let's just say I ended up talking to them. That one relationship that I described that was very distant for so long was now in the most beautiful place it had ever been. And it was amazing. Because when I took the step and, and you know what admittedly with my parents I was the first one to show the vulnerability I was they decided to show it as well they decided to put in as much effort on that seesaw as I was I didn't feel the need to run away I wanted to stay on and you know I really started to cherish that relationship and to this day it means more than it's ever been it's only getting stronger and stronger. But without these three things, how is it possible? You need to be there with them. They need to feel understood. You need to be who you really are. That's where meaningful connection is going to stem from. That's how we're going to create it. We can strengthen our relationships. We can truly be there to support them. You know, we, we can. We can build more authentic and real relationships. Even if they don't feel currently that we're there for them, we can make sure that they do. By showing these three things, I promise you, the other person will start to have some new thoughts. Who knows, they might even start to put some effort in that seesaw as well and balance it out. Who knows where that relationship could go. You could strengthen it to be quite a beautiful one now i love to leave it at that because relationships they they really 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 are something we need in our life if we can have meaningful connections with those that we love how much more complete will our lives be how much more love would we experience how much more happiness would we have would we feel as much tension or would we feel more at ease? If we're close to those we love in our life, would we smile more? Would we frown more? How would we feel towards them? Imagine where, where this could go. It's a beautiful thing. But lastly, I just want to say thank you for tuning into Business Insights with Mario and Matt. This has been quite quite 
quite an exciting <laughs> last 20, 27 minutes or so with you guys. I really do appreciate the opportunity to be able to share on this beautiful platform. I feel very blessed to have my co, you know, par- partner in crime, Mario. I'm very blessed to be working with him. And that's a relationship I'm very blessed to have. There's a lot of meaningful connection there. You know, Mario and I, I really, really am blessed to, <laughs> blessed is one word, but it's honestly an understatement of how grateful I truly am to have him in my, in my life. And I'll tell you what, every time I'm with him, those three pillars are there. Our relationship's awesome. Everyone's relationship can be more awesome. The question is, are you willing to take the step? You have it within you. Thank you for listening to Business Insights with Mario Matt.